Hi there viewers and listeners, this is Paul from 118, thanks for tuning in again. It's a solo effort, I've got my hands in my pockets, I don't know if that's good or bad, I don't know. We're trying something new today. Justin and Samir not with me, obviously, they've got family commitments and whatnot, so I'm doing it alone. Today we're going to be talking about Finch, 2021 movie. So, let's get on with it, shall we? So Finch, what is it all about? Well, Tom Hanks' character is named Finch, and we learn that he is a robotics engineer, and he survived a solar flare, which completely wiped out the ozone layer and has caused uh, a bunch of extreme weather conditions to completely destroy the planet. So there's not many human survivors. You know, the species is almost wiped out. And he has a pet dog called Goodyear, who's his major companion, and he builds uh, a robot and develops some artificial intelligence to program this robot to look after his dog once he's gone. And the rest of the film takes place uh, sort of like a road trip across America and they all get to know each other and learn how to sort of live with each other. And we, we join them on that journey. So the cast in this, there's only two characters, two actors really worth mentioning. And that's Tom Hanks, obviously, who plays Finch. And the robot, which is voiced over by a Caleb Landry Jones, who's an odd looking guy. I'll put a picture up on here. You can see for yourself. So from what I found out about Finch, is it has two fairly inexperienced screenwriters. Uh, Craig Luck, uh, he's been in the film industry for a while, but I think this is his first screenplay. And he co-wrote this with uh, a guy called Ivor Powell. And apparently Ivor Powell is more of a producer of movies as opposed to a writer. Um, Blade Runner being one of the movies that he produced back in 1982. I mean, that's quite a big credit, I suppose. So it seems to me that the screenwriters, it was kind of um, young and old. One was mentoring the other to try and give them a break into this. Now, Finch was directed by a Michael Sapochnik. That may be how you pronounce his name. I haven't got a clue. He's an English director and is predominantly known for directing TV shows, uh, TV episodes. So Game of Thrones is one of the most notable ones. Uh, I believe he directed a film called Repo Man in 2010 that starred Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker, and recently Finch, obviously. Um, he's mostly known for directing TV episodes, as I just said, and one of them was Altered Carbon. Now, have you ever seen series one of Altered Carbon? Absolutely brilliant sci-fi, definitely recommend it. Season two was shit. Move on, forget that one. There is a scene in this where Je uh, the robot, Jeff, chooses his own name, which is how we know him as Jeff. And um, it's speculated that the reason reason for this is um, because of a cartoon, an American cartoon called Mutt and Jeff. And um, I think that with both the director and the two screenwriters, this is highly unlikely because Mutt and Jeff was a cartoon that started in the sort of early 1900s in America. And until I found out these facts, I wasn't aware of what Mutt and Jeff was. So. Um, it's more likely that uh, Tom Hanks' middle name is Jeffrey, so that could be the main source of the robot's name, Jeff. Now we see quite early in this film that Finch works for a company called Tau Industries, or Tau Technologies, sorry. It's actually a real company, although it's based in California and not St. Louis. But I thought that was interesting. I'll just throw that in there. Now throughout the movie, we get to see how Jeff develops. His mannerisms, his voice, his um, vocabulary increases throughout this movie. 
And that's done deliberately because it is artificial intelligence. And there is a point in this movie where the, uh, the, the uploading of the data that Finch wants to put into Jeff, uh, it doesn't complete. So he's learning as we go throughout this movie. And as I said, that is a purposeful. Here's an interesting callback for you. Tom Hanks is wearing the same style of Nikes that he wore in Forrest Gump. I thought that was quite a nice touch. And one of the main reasons we believe that is the case is that Robert Zemeckis produced both Forrest Gump and Finch. It has been mentioned on a number of movie-related websites that Finch follows a very similar storyline to Silent Running, which is a 1972 movie. Now, I'm not aware of this film, but um, after I read this, uh, I went and bought a copy. I'm yet to watch it. Uh, I believe it stars Bruce Dern. I think that's. I think it's Bruce Dern. Um, and there's a lot of robotics on that as well. And there's bonds formed between the lead character and the robots. Um, there is a robot in that film called Dewey. And we find in Finch that uh, Finch has a small four-wheeled robotic uh, named Dewey as well, which goes and salvages things. Is programmed to salvage stuff as he, as Finch goes and explores further around the um, the, the buildings that he discovers. Now, something I found quite interesting here is that this film has been um, in various states of production and filming since 2017, and is stalled for numerous reasons. Uh, the pandemic, most recent COVID pandemic, and things like that has kind of delayed it. Um, Apple TV eventually bought the film and um, decided to change the title of it. Originally it was called BIOS, and it was due for release in 2018. The reason for retitling it was because um, the, the screenwriters at Apple, the general direction was just make it a bit more upbeat, because uh, I understand the original screenplay was a, a little more on the apocalyptic, darker side of things. Now, apparently there was a rather large sequence cut from this movie, which introduced us to other human beings that were living in the environment that Finch discovers. Um, actors, I think it was an actor, Skeet Ulrich, uh, who played a, a major part in that scene. He was just completely dropped. And a lot of that was due to uh, time constraints. And also the, the, the flow of the story. They, the director felt that um, it just didn't fit, unfortunately, which was a real shame. And I guess, you know, when you've got time constraints and budget constraints, you need to make hard decisions. So that's it for my... Um, my facts and trivia on this because it's a fairly new film there's not an awful lot out there at the moment but hopefully that's of use to some of you that are watching now observations and continuity i'm not very good at this you know i tend to watch a film and i might spot the one you know the odd one or two justin usually has a knack of picking these things up but i do have two finch the dog Goodyear, as he's named, and Jeff. They're migrating from St. Louis to San Francisco due to extreme weather conditions coming into St. Louis. They decided to move pretty quick. At one point, there is a clear road sign in the film that, that states that San Francisco is 480 miles away from where they currently are. Yet the team parks their RV in a place called Shipwreck, which apparently is in New Mexico, and it's roughly a thousand miles away from San Francisco. Bit of an oversight there. Now, apparently, one big factual error in this is that a solar flare would not destroy the ozone layer. I don't know how true that is. I'm not a scientist with weather stuff, whatever you call it, I don't know. 
but I'm certainly not a scientist. But apparently a solar flare wouldn't take it out. Um, a gamma ray might. That might completely destroy the ozone. But apparently if a gamma ray did that, we would actually trigger an ice age and not a heat age, which is portrayed in this movie. So again, a little bit of artistic license there just to make it a bit more interesting, I guess. I mean, who wants to watch a film where it looks like uh, a Disney movie at Christmas? Final thoughts. All right, I do have quite a few. You can see I'm using extensively using my iPad mini here because there's no way I can memorize all of this. The trailer sets some very mixed emotions in this. If you see the trailer, it's playing on the cinema screen. I don't know which side until I go into post-production the cinema screen is, but you can see it up there, right? Um, the music is very emotive uh, at the very beginning, and you see the dog, and you, you sort of get drawn into the kind of... Um, you know, the, the affection a pet owner has for their animals. Um, but it takes a bit of a twist, and the music kind of presents a... Uh, like a bit of a sinister feeling, like there's an imminent danger out of there. So we learn very early on that Finch has created the robot, who we later know as Jeff, to purposely look after his dog, Goodyear. And the AI that he's built on comes from a, a place of knowledge, compassion and caring. I mean, that's his whole purpose, is to look after a dog. I find it really quite interesting, that proposition, that when they go out into the, the bigger world, uh, Jeff acts very naive. He's like a child, you know, he asks questions and uh, it would have been really interesting to see how he would have reacted to other human beings because as we know in an apocalyptic situation it's portrayed in movies and TV shows and to some degree you can see it regarding this whole current Covid pandemic is that human nature, decency, that goes out the window. People don't give a shit. You know, when things are really fucked up that's what brings the worst out in people, right? So that other human inter interaction would have been nice to have seen, just to see how Jeff would have dealt with that, how, he'd have, how he would have learned. Because the other thing with the AI is you do wonder, is AI capable of wiping out humans? Is AI capable of identifying the problems on this planet are caused by us and therefore just get rid of? Be interesting to see, I think, if Jeff, how he would have dealt with that situation, learned from that situation, to see if he would become like a preemptive killer, you know? I mean, if the dog's under threat, what was he gonna do? I would like to have seen that. That's another good point uh, about this film, is that it's nice to see that a dog is the centre of Finch's attention. I think with a lot of this sort of modern day apocalyptic movies, it would have been very, very easy for it to have been a child, or possibly even a spouse. And sometimes that's where films like this fall down for me because generally I don't like many humans and I just couldn't give a fuck. So I kind of liked the fact it was a dog. There are a number of humorous moments in this and um, sort of the, the typical jokes you would expect in a film like this. They're not big hitters and have you rolling around on the floor, but you know, you might smile when you hear them. And I think most of them work. There's no sort of eye roll moments here. There's no bad jokes that just make you just oh god i mean that really wasn't needed there was no feeling of that it's kind of there's comments made in general conversation between the characters here that i felt worked and at no point did i think i want to turn off this fucking film i hate it which is a thumbs up from me finch is roughly two hours long i think it might just be just over two hours and um, but the pace of it 
is pretty good. It keeps you interested throughout. I, at no point was I did I feel that I had to look at my watch to see what was going on, you know, to see how long we had left of the film. Um, it was just enough to keep you interested. There was a particular scene that I felt I was hurried watching. I would like to have seen more of that, and that particular scene is based in a hospital where Jeff, the robot, and Goodyear, and Dewey, the little motorised four-wheeled robot, they go into the hospital to go and scavenge for goods. And Jeff, being still very naive at this point and having no other human interaction, is just going through and he's, you know, he's making banter with the dog and Dewey, the robot, the scavenger robot. And that scene, it felt kind of rushed, and I really would have liked to have seen that. And I'm going to speculate that that scene was also heavily tied into the bit that got cut with the other human interaction. I don't know that for sure, but it would certainly make sense. It's very clear that uh, Jeff is supposed to view Finch as a bit of a father figure, and I think it works very well. Finch is actually quite stern and harsh with Jeff in parts of this movie, and I found that quite refreshing. All too often, movies like this, they um, they become they sort of lean heavily on the positive reinforcement side of things, you know. So you get a sense that there is real danger out there because Finch doesn't hold back. He's actually quite harsh and stern with Jeff on this. He doesn't ease off. He's very aware that this is fucked up. We're in an apocalyptic situation here. You can't afford to go, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be fine, don't worry about it, next time you'll get it right. No, it needs to be done right now. Now, let's be honest with each other, right? Okay, the only reason you would consider watching this movie is because it stars Tom Hanks. Now, whether you like Tom Hanks or not, the guy is a prolific actor. I don't know how many movies he's done in his career, but it is a lot. And he has a presence on screen that carries it. And he certainly carries this movie. It's a very believable performance from him. It's a typical Tom Hanks performance. I feel that if you were to meet Tom Hanks in person, he would be how he is in most movies. He almost plays himself, I think. And towards the end of this movie, Finch does die. And we learn that uh, he's had quite considerable radiation poisoning because of the, the soda flare and the environment that he's in. And it's quite an emotional moment, but it's not overdone. The screenwriters obviously wanted you to feel some emotion towards Finch, and um, that's really played on by the fact that the ro robot Jeff actually leans in and, and, and hugs him before he says his sort of final goodbye. Um, but it's not overplayed. It's not this big elaborate affair with all the deep music and all the... You know, you know what it's like with most Hollywood films when a lead, lead character dies. It's quite pragmatic, actually, and I really like that because, yes, people die. You have your moments of sadness, but ultimately you've got to carry on with things. And th there's a moment of reflection where Jeff is quite upset about this, if a robot can be upset, and says, right, what would Finch do? I know what he'd do. He'd feed the dog. The hospital scene I've mentioned briefly previously, um, it does give you a real sense of danger, um, and you don't actually see any other human beings on that section, which I think added to the sense of impending doom. And all you hear is noises, um, and there's a lot of darkness about. But uh, it's kind of uh, summed up just how much danger there is when uh, a bear trap destroys uh, Dewey, the motorized this scavenger robot that uh, Finch has developed just completely destroys him. Um, and then later on, you know, Finch is dragging uh, Jeff out of the hospital saying, this is dangerous, why, you know, why are we here, you shouldn't be here. 
um, gets everybody into the RV and drives off quick and then you see as they go through uh, like a tunnel system there are some headlights turn on the car and they're actually followed out of the city that they're in it was pretty good I quite enjoyed that and I, as much as I would like to have seen the robot Jeff interact with other humans to see how the AI would have dealt with that I did actually like the fact there was no other humans in this that you actually saw and interacted with in the film. So then, scores, or score in this case, since I'm on my own. Um, I gave this film a solid six. And that seems to be the kind of average online, a six to a seven, you know. There's a lot of familiar parts in this movie that you probably would have seen a hundred times before in other movies and TV shows. But I think the, the key factor is probably Tom Hanks and the way that he carries this. Now, I quite like Tom Hanks as an actor. I think most of the stuff that he's done over the years has been pretty damn good. And I think that he carries this very well. well he's just Tom Hanks, isn't he? The dog. Now, good year. There's some typical um, sound effects for this, you know, a dog turns its head and whines and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, that stuff's been staple in movies with dogs since, like, Turner and Hooch and Canine. It gets a bit tiresome, you know, when you've got these little cutesy scenes of the dog doing something and then there's a sound effect over the top. I wish we could get away from that, you know. I really do wish we could get away from that, but it didn't ruin it. It's there, you know, the typical kind of head to one side, whine, whimper, the type, you know, that type of shit, you know what I'm talking about. The voiceover for Jeff by Caleb Landry Jones was pretty good. And towards the end of it, you actually felt like Jeff had a personality and was becoming human. The AI was uh, depicted as being pretty good here. Mannerisms, emotions portrayed by the robot, you do feel that he's human, especially when he picks up uh, a big sort of Parker jacket and it's got a big sort of woolen hood and stuff. It, it does really add to the sense that this thing is becoming human and it's got compassion and empathy and um, inquisitiveness. He's always asking questions, always wanting to learn stuff. And even to the point where he actually drives the RV despite being told not to. So, I mean, you can't get much more human than that, can you? All right, that's Finch 2021. That's another review in the bag, uh, solo review. Let me know if you like these or not. If you're watching this, you know, what you thought about the presentation and stuff, I'd be really interested to get some actual critical feedback. Obviously, we're still at the early stages of creating content here at 11 8 but um, I would like some feedback, you know? Do you guys like it? <laughs> I can only assume we've not had any real negative feedback yet, so I assume we're doing something right. Uh, if you do like, then obviously like the video. Subscribe to the channel, it'd be a great help. I'd love to hit 200 subscribers before the end of the year. I think that'd be a real milestone for us. Um, you can watch this on Spotify. You may already be watching it on Spotify. We now have video podcasts there. Um, for the alt tech crowd, we upload to BitChute, Odyssey and Rumble. Um, I think that's about it for this one. Let's wrap it up, shall we? We'll see you again soon. Thanks for watching.